0: And welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one decorated page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Sukkah 13, well, we get down to the nitty-gritty. We are talking schach, those fronds that make up the roof of the sukkah. And here's what the rabbis have to say about this. With regard to these offshoots of reeds, one may roof the sukkah with them. Although the branches are naturally bound, a binding at the hand of heaven is not considered a binding. Furthermore, although one then binds the reeds together at the other end, the sukkah is fit since if one binds a bundle that is already bound into one unit, it is not considered a binding. And on and on it goes to describe precisely what does and does not constitute acceptable schach, acceptable roofing. Our guest today has had thoughts about Sukas and what makes them kosher and even beautiful. But unlike most of us who just hurry to assemble some prefab kit that they bought somewhere online, he, well, I'll let him tell the story. He is best-selling author, Thinker, mad about town. Welcome to the podcast, Joshua. Four.
1: Hello. It is great to be here with you.
0: So, like so many of us, several years back, you observe sukkah sort of coming around, and instead of pulling out the the same old kit from the basement or wherever and assembling it, you do something a little bit different that ends up being a massive project in downtown New York. Tell us a little bit about Sukkah City.
1: Basically, I, you know, I, I was building my first adult sukkah the first time I was living in a place that had outdoor space of my own, and just kind of got really into understanding what the rules were and where they came from. That was the the moment when I read masahed Sukkah for the first time. And wow, this is really fascinating. And I feel like people could do a better job at interpreting these rules. So I had this notion of like, what would happen if we gave these rules to architects. Architects love rules and um, parameters and liberties that can be taken inside of parameters. And what is so wonderful about the rules of the sukkah is that they are, they almost feel like provocations. So much of the conversation and the halachic back and forth is around like edge cases. And, you know, well, can you build one on top of a camel? And like, what happens if there's a sukkah on top of a sukkah? And like, what really is a wall? And like, how do we, and these conversations that are so old are like remarkably contemporary in terms of what architects think about today. Like, what is the nature of permanence and impermanence? And how does a building convey that? And. What are the conditions that make something function as a ceiling?
0: Right. You think you scare us with all these discussions of bundling. This is what we do all day, every day, thinking about these conditions.
1: Yeah, I'm not an architect, but I I know just enough to be dangerous. And I have friends who are architects. And uh, one friend in particular, a guy named Thomas de who is an architectural theorist, who just fell in love with the sukkah. And we would have lots of conversations about this stuff. So the thought was, all right, like give this mandate, this design brief, to architects and see what happens, and we did that. We ended up with something like six hundred and forty architects from <laughs> forty-three countries. Forty-three countries entered Sukkah City, and the promise was: if their Sukkah was selected, it would get built in Union Square Park in New York City, and it would be up for two days, and it would be an opportunity for you know these architects to essentially design temporary pavilions. And temporary pavilions are like the thing that, you know, architects use to showcase ideas at the very edge. So there was a lot that was appealing about this to architects. We put together an all-star jury of architects and critics to evaluate the Sukkot. We also had, a you know, an Orthodox rabbi who was on hand to, like, advise on the halachic questions. And Twelve of those sukkahs were selected. They went up in Union Square Park for two days before Sukkot in 2010. We had tens of thousands of people come through to look at them. And then one was voted on by the people who had come through and chosen as the official sukkah of New York City. And you know, Bloomberg came down and anointed it. And then that one stayed up in Union Square Park for the duration of the holiday.
0: On Believable. Now, has this project, which is widely documented, and I very much urge people to go out and check the glory that is Sukkah City, but but I want to know how it changed you personally. So now it's a year later, and here you are again building a Sukkah. Did all that input, all this architectural glamour, did it influence in any way how you now approach building your own Sukkah?
1: Yeah, I, I try and build a, an interesting Sukkah. I'll tell you what, it hasn't, what hasn't happened is I lack the energy to build a different interesting sukkah every year because it always ends up being the week before i mean it's a crazy if you were going to program a holiday for creativity like you just put it at the wrong time in the calendar because Absolutely. it is at the very moment when like, everybody is worn out from jewish holidays the last thing anybody wants to think about is one more which is too bad because i think that in so many ways, I mean, you know, I think it's, it's less than 5% of American Jews build a sukkah. That was a statistic that I had seen at one point. <laughs> and maybe that number in, increased in sukkah city, I don't know. But like, of all of our holidays, it is the one that, is, I mean, it's it's the days of our rejoicing. It is such a happy, joyous, it's like a theologically uncomplicated holiday. Who doesn't want to be associated with like, back to the land and agriculture and all the things that that are embodied in the idea of this ritual object, and it just has suffered from its position in the ritual calendar, I think. It is the the great forgotten holiday of of Judaism in America.
0: It's just like us to finally come up with an uncomplicated happy holiday and place it at a time (laughs)
1: when no one's paying any attention anymore. Exactly. That should be our big project is to resuscitate Sukkot as like the Jewish American holiday.
0: Amen, Salah. Joshua, thank you so much for being our guest.
1: It's a pleasure to be with you. This
0: has been Take One,